Jones, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, it's a podcast about Indiana Jones, every movie, one minute at a time, Indiana Jones, minutes. Welcome back to the Indiana Jones Minute, the daily podcast in which we dive right to the heart of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom one minute at a time. I'm Pete Mummert. I'm Tom Taylor. I'm Gerald Christopher Marcus Porter. And one of our guest hosts had to run and dive out of a plane door, but we are still joined once again by our friend Jim O'Kane from the Airport Minute. Welcome yeah, back, Jim. Mar- Mark took the last life raft, so I don't know what we're going to do next. Oh, <laughs> that was rude. You shouldn't have done that. Yeah, we still got chickens. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. under each arm. That'll be that'll be fun. <laughs> Thank, thanks so much for having us on the past uh, couple of days. It's been a, a lot of fun, and it's an interesting change of pace. Uh, looking at a movie about an airplane. So, uh, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's some kind of a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Well, today we are here to discuss minute eighteen. And minute 18 begins with Indy thinking aloud that he might have a problem as he sees the altimeter spinning wildly and ends with our heroes riding a big inflatable yellow raft down a ski run. And Jim, like as this minute starts, we see the altimeter just spinning like crazy. And my question was, would that really happen? Like, would it spin that quickly? Yeah, if you're if you're in a dive like that, it's yeah, it's gonna go down. It it'll match whatever the altitude. You know, you got a picture that the air is filling the cabin. The altimeters work. There's well, actually, it's, it's outside. There's a pitot in the uh, in the outside of the plane, and as that uh, the density of the air is increasing, the altimeter is gonna adjust. It's a it's an analog device, so it's gonna it's gonna adjust as fast as the air gets thick. So it'll it'll spin up pretty fast and. Uh, Hmm. There, that looks pretty close to free fall, though. Doesn't it look like? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> see how fast they fell on that one, that, that one little glimmer. It looks like it fell what, almost two hundred feet, something like that. Wow. Uh, well, so the altimeter does spin around like that, wildly and cartoonish like. And there's a there's a fuel dump. We're learning a lot. Yeah. yeah. There's actually yeah. a feel like pl- planes are a lot like cartoons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In fact, Jim, you mentioned that, uh, what is it? Hair? Hair uh, lift. Uh, hair lift. Yeah. 1952. Uh, it's, yeah. it's available on YouTube. So go look at a hair, hair as in rabbit, H-A-R-E, hair lift. Because I think that one ends where they are, they're, they're in a free fall. And he uses the air brake to stop them, and they yes. stop like ten feet off the ground, yes, which is almost yes. identical to the one I forget what it's called, but it's the one with the with the gremlin, the airplane gremlin, and they're plummeting and freaking out. He and and Bugs Bunny, but they they stop just inches off the ground because uh, they run out of fuel. They ran out of gas. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, these A cards. <laughs> awesome. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, one of my favorite ones. If people haven't seen it, you're in for a treat. So go please. Although Tom's just spoiled the endings. So, uh, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> go, go, sorry. Watch, go watch the movie. It's it's great interplay between Bugs and Yosemite Sam, like two favorite Warner Brothers characters. I'm sure we cut that out, me saying that anyway. So yeah, it'll be perfect. <laughs> Bugs Bunny lives. We'll home yeah. over at the end. Um, um, I was uh, I was praising uh, last minute as the best minute of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, but the first line of this uh, minute um, isn't good. I think I'm, we've got a big problem. <laughs> I think we got a big problem. I am never a fan of 
the easy non-comedy of uh, the obvious uh, understatement. Like, this is not good. Yeah. Or <laughs> or something, you know, I think we got a problem. I think it's just sort of lazy writing. Yeah, it's super lazy, yeah, and it's never funny. And it's, uh, I don't, yeah. I, you know, yeah. Wow. The, I didn't. I didn't dislike this line until now. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> For so, and I'm, as I'm saying that, I'm 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 hearing Han Solo say, uh, "We're in trouble." But even that is not. That's good because he was saying a second ago, "I think we're in trouble," and then he confirms that he's in trouble, so he says that we're in trouble. Yeah. So that that, that works a little bit better. Uh, you know, to me, it's completely consistent with the rubbernecking, looking at the engines failing from the previous minute it's just kind of that's just it's just over the top cartoonish which actually you know I, I mean thinking about these few minutes here in the plane um they're very comic book ish and and i don't know all the gestures are sort of exaggerated and what made me think about this was there's, it's got that like holy toledo vibe <laughs> yeah. and uh <laughs> On the, like, our Facebook Listener's Crusade, uh, we have a member, Eric Reynolds, who posts the further adventures of Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. Like, the comic. Yeah, and th mm -hmm. th that's what this reminds me of. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. It does feel very much like the comic, yeah. Yeah, it just seems like, and, 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 and I mean, if you like that, then that's fine. Then I, I, I would, I totally get that. But, and, and that's, maybe that's why, you know, uh, Tom, you like this, and... I mean, it does have the big adventure, and Mark liked it too. Our guest uh, mm -hmm. from the previous minutes here, he, you know, they're like, "Oh, this is great," you know, and I get that. It's just, I, I didn't feel that with Raiders as much. That's all. I do feel like it's a different movie than Raiders, but at the same time, I, I kind of like this throwback to sort of the old serials, like the 1930s serials or the. Yeah, that, that that would that would almost be like the breaking point where they would, you know, don't miss the next thrill-packed episode. Is like right yeah, there. yeah, yeah. For that, they're killing it, and I get it. For that, it's great. It's great. Uh -huh. It does have that. They do capture that serial vibe. Yeah, more so than in Raiders, I think, which is weird because that was sort of like yeah. the impetus of Raiders. It's like let's yeah. do the third, let's do the thirties serials. But yeah. th this actually does feel a lot more like those. They're even more so than Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I, that's not a bad thing. It's just, I guess. Listen, every single minute should be like, welcome back to the Indiana Jones Minute, where we constantly compare Temple of Doom to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Which is the most unfair thing you can do to a movie. One yeah. episode at a time. Yeah. <laughs> the first 18 minutes of this just seems like an entirely different crew worked on it. I mean, it just, it just feels so different from what's to come, that this is sort of mm -hmm. like the, the coda, the end of... You know, the, the, they had the last little bit of silliness with the with the raft floating in the air. Uh -huh. But it's the last fun piece of the movie, and I just uh, it it's hard to watch the rest of this. I mean, if you just get up, walk out of the theater, and say, "Gosh, that was a great <laughs> film, uh, you know, real popcorn thriller," and yeah. and then it just from here on in, it's just agony and different kinds of agony. You know, I mean, well, and, uh, okay. and some of that was intentional. Like George Lucas specifically said. You know, he, he realized that Empire Strikes Back did so well because it was a dark movie. And he specifically said he wanted this to be the dark one. And then, you know, he and Spielberg were both going through a lot of stuff in their personal lives. Yeah, and it also was, added to it. 
this is like Schindler's List dark. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. I mean, we were we were talking about this earlier with my mention of Amy Irving, but it was like, I think Stephen was missing Amy, and uh, George mm-hmm. was going through the divorce with Marcia, who was actually the great editor that he lost at the same time. So it's just, yeah, it's yeah. Like, it just kept all the, the the scenes that follow just drag on and on, and then. Uh, you know, I mean, I know this is in your in your distant future, but the, the things like the roller coasters and all the little model people and the, you know, all that gibberish that's going on that, that <laughs> substitutes for a script and uh, compelling characters and things. It's like it all ends right here. Or maybe maybe that's where this begins. This is the beginning when you see that raft spinning around with the little uh, paper mache <laughs> figures in it getting thrown out, you know, off the roof of ILM and, yeah. uh, you know, 20 or 30 times. This that's where it ends. It's that spinning raft is like, well, you've had your fun. Now here comes the pain. Well, yeah. I, I think the irony to that though is that the raft, the musical number, and the roller coaster were all scenes that they took from the first draft of Raiders. Yeah, which was the fun one. So yeah, like, <laughs> so, I, yeah. I thought maybe because it, it was already written, maybe that's maybe that's why this worked. I don't know. It was written in a different time. Yeah, yeah. maybe happier directors at the time. And they, and they kind of took those scenes. I think they said they kind of took those three scenes and built a script around them. Right. Which I think they they led to some problems. Yeah, because I, they didn't <laughs> have any place to go after that. And then they land here, and then a new story starts. And, <laughs> and then, then stuff happens. Yeah. yeah. And then stuff happens. <laughs> but it's funny, Pete, you mentioned the whole uh, Empire Strikes Back thing and, like, Lucas wanting this to be darker because, I mean, talk about – they always talk about Hollywood learning the wrong lessons from success. Uh-huh. Like, you know, we recently had, like, Deadpool was, like, the number one rated R movie of all time, and it was a super – so now, like, okay, now you're going to get a lot of, like, super violent – you know, yeah, you get Batman and Superman cuss words, you uh-huh. know, yeah, you, you know, and like they're just they're not getting what made Deadpool a good. It's like George Lucas is not understanding his own movie. Like Empire Strikes Back wasn't good because it was grim or depressing or anything. It just had some, <laughs> it had some elevated emotional stakes and stuff, and it was well written and it was you know there was stuff going on. That well, you that was the onto. that was the key, and I and you know Lawrence Kasdan, like Jerry had brought up earlier, kind of famously said this movie was too dark for like he didn't feel comfortable working on this. Yeah, like he just yeah. he didn't like where it went. Yeah, it just goes to. I mean, this is this is why we have PG thirteen. It's just so you don't want to show right, literally. I, yeah. when, when I was at the premiere, the there was a woman behind me with two little kids that were like oh, seven, God. seven, eight years old, and she actually when they got to the uh, uh, the let let's toast the heartless uh, uh, fellow in the diaper. Uh, it was it <laughs> that was like okay let and, and the kids were actually crying and she picked them up and mm-hmm. walked out of the movie theater and I thought this isn't gonna go good yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and then they turned her and they said it was wrong and you knew it <laughs> <laughs> i was a child i am a child <laughs> oh I have a geography question. I'm sorry if I'm sw- switching gears here, but is do we know what river they're landing in? Is that the uh, I'm I'm guessing it's the Bra- the Brahmaputra River, which goes from Bangladesh to, or uh, I think it's Bangladesh and Burma into India. I didn't know if there's a if it's ever. I named. think it's it's going to be whatever country the music goes. Da 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 da. Whatever cue that is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exotic land. Ah. Wow, just that's that. actually a great question. I yeah. don't know. I, have I, to, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know that either. 
Yeah, it, uh, the the Brahmaputra flows through China, India, and Bangladesh. So it's kind of and it it comes out of Tibet. So I'm thinking, you know, you've got mountains, and then it's floating down to this uh, kind of a canyony area where there's lots of rope bridges and things like that. So yeah. Uh, just you convinced it. me. <laughs> yeah, perfect. And it's at the end of the Burma Road, which is where um, the, the things like the trimotor would be flying over. All the the cargo trips would follow, kind of along the Brahmaputra. So, wow, uh, it seems yeah. just from a just from a historical point of view, that seems to be their most likely uh, destination. Although I, I don't think the pilots were caring where they were headed once they <laughs> that's true. Once they jumped out of the plane. It was on its own. <laughs> For those mountains over there. Yeah. Well, as, as we said, they, they chose to jump out like after flying 1,500 miles. <laughs> and stopping yeah. to get gas. Yeah. 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 This is like a place. No, like, a little bit further. Right, right. <laughs> so maybe it was the force. Who knows? Um, <laughs> Probably. I There's noticed that... something, you know, specifically for you here, Tom, at oh, second uh, 36, when Willie says, We're not sinking, we're crashing, and she screams. Uh-huh. And she shoves her fist in her mouth in the exact same way that Satipo did when he first saw the skewered forest doll. Yeah. <laughs> wow. like, like the exact same fist bite scream. That is like a microcosm of our reviews of this and Raiders because <laughs> I love that moment when Satipo does that. <laughs> and it bothers me to no end when she does it here. She's like uh, that whole moment of we're not sinking, we're crashing. And they're like, and it forces her <laughs> fist into her hand. It's, like, was... it's, 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 it's it's really awkward and overdone, and I don't like it. That was beautiful. Yeah, so having, like, having, Indy, having Indy turn around in the raft and finding uh, Willie with like six spears sticking out of her. Oh, that, that makes <laughs> yeah. adios, Willie. Well, that that's what made me think about it because I remembered in Raiders that was one of your favorite scenes. Yeah, you're had like a good it was. So, yeah, you said he had such an amazing freak out, and it it was fantastic. Yeah, he was hyperventilating and freaking out. Yeah, <laughs> that was when Forrestal showed up. Yeah. There's a super weird moment in the plane still before they even jump out where she, I guess like Indy and Short Round are getting the raft ready and she sees through the front window that uh, that they're going to hit the tip of this mountain and there's like a, you know, five second buildup to like her face and the mountain getting closer and stuff and then the wheel actually hits the thing and nothing happens. There's like zero effect from all, there's like this weird buildup to like nothing happening. They had like eight bars of John Williams music and they had to do something. So it was like, they weren't going to cut John <laughs> yeah. Williams. So just keep it's, sounds with... like something exciting is happening right yeah. here. We, yeah. we better film something. Well, that, I mean, that kind of goes, that's why I'm a little bit surprised to how, why you like pre, the previous minute, 17, because it, it, to, to me, these two minutes seem to have the same sort of exaggerated feel. No, see, like that's that. the th I don't think the previous minute was exaggerated. I thought it was very. Oh. Uh, like the the I guess I don't know the 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 moment is exaggerated. They're in a, they're in a plane that's gonna crash and she's freaking out, but it's not like she's not sticking her hand her fist in her mouth. Short rounds not doing cartwheels or something. Like it, it's it's all it's it's in 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 the for all the hyperness that's going on, it's all very kind of controlled and subtle in its own way. Yeah, it doesn't even they don't even lose a wheel when when it you know it clips that it clips <laughs> yeah. that top. You're expecting the wheel yeah. from like flying off and then the plane just kind of banks slightly, but it doesn't it yeah. doesn't do anything. It's just like There's dips. no like jolt inside the plane or anything. Well, Indy kind yeah. of it, it sort of jolts Indy with the like he kind of falls over with the raft. See, is he falling over or is he just like is oh, he just placing this here? Like Maybe. he was doing that yeah, anyway, yeah. I think. 
And you're you're there, and you're like, oh my god, look, watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be okay. Yeah, it's gonna be fine. Like that's that scene is actually a holdover from I think we were talking about last minute, where that was actually they made they just barely made it over the top of the mountain, and then Sonny's biplane crashes right behind him, and it's interesting. Oh, they right, left that right, part right, in. yeah. Well, that those those pictures of the mountains just look like extra leftovers from Hoth. I mean, it's just totally that 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 once. I mean, I swear they even use the same mat. That little corner of it, it just looks like somebody should be saying, "I found them. I found them." Good morning. Yeah. Well, you know when 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 Indy actually grabs the raft and he says, "Grab on, shorty, grab on." Do you think he's being passive aggressive <laughs> because he doesn't tell Willie to grab on? Right. And I'm just wondering, <laughs> yeah, is he just hoping that she won't? He's like, I can't push her out, but if I, maybe she'll get the hint. It's like, grab on, shorty, grab on. <laughs> he's just kind of, he doesn't tell Willie to grab on. Wow. Yeah, that's true. Well, maybe he doesn't yeah, know her name, like, so he doesn't know how to refer to her. Did you guys catch that? Short round says, "Lady, I can't breathe." Yes. Oh, does it? Really? Yeah, yeah, and I was like, "I know, I know what you mean, short round." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch it. What does he say that? Like when they're no, he says it right out. out. He goes, "Grab on, shorty." Yeah, grab on, shorty. Grab on, and she, you know, I guess she kind of hugs him, and he's like, "Yeah, all right." <laughs> and then she says, <laughs> "No," he says, "He says, uh, she says, you know, hang on, lady, I can't breathe, or lady, I can't breathe." Yeah, yeah. I That's love that funny. he calls her lady. Like he, he, yeah. Yeah. he doesn't bother to learn her name either. Yeah, well, he switched her up from being doll. He would call her doll. <laughs> yeah, it is a step up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's graduating. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that the uh, that the fifteen seconds? It was a full fifteen seconds watching that raft falling out of the sky. Do you think that that was really necessary? I mean, are we are we just waiting for them to like splat? Is that what the? I, I was just trying to figure out why we have to watch that raft fall for so long. That's a good question. I I, I don't know. I, I guess it feels like. I guess it's a simple suspense thing. Like they've jumped out of a plane, and now you've got a few minutes both to see the thing inflate. Yeah. And then also to see if they're actually going to survive. Which let's just say I don't. I have no idea why they survive. <laughs> well, I, like I don't that. know why <laughs> this works. I don't I like know what. I think Alex Robinson was just saying this on Star Wars Minute, I think, about because they're talking about uh, as we record this, they're talking about the uh, the the chase scene in, uh, you know, on Coruscant and Attack of the Clones. And uh, he was talking about like, yeah, there, there's so many times in movies where somebody falls from a great height. And just because something else happens, like just because Superman shoots up at you and grabs you doesn't mean that you're not crushed to death by the weight of. The gravity that you're already falling from and stuff. Yeah, landing. You know, like just because there's a boat under you or a raft, or you're landing (laughs) in snow instead of like on a rock, you're still doomed. You would be broken to pieces, and 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 you know this. Well, I I'd like to say that we have uh, somebody has actually done the research to find out what would happen. Um, Oh, there was an episode of MythBusters where they wanted (laughs) to find out if you jumped out of an airplane with an inflatable raft, what would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did they did that thing where they put their dummy with all the G force sensors on it, and pushed him out of a actually off of a helicopter. Not only did he survive, he did just fine. And they really, just, yeah, it, what, the, like what was their impact <laughs> speed? Do we have do we have an impact speed of? What I didn't I didn't at? I don't know what the actual speed was, but they dropped him from a pretty high height, like it was falling for a long time. Um, wow. And he landed on like a, a tarmac of an airport, 
and the dummy was fine. And it's like the the raft acted sort of like an air brake. It's you know it just it caught the air and it went. Yeah. It was almost like a parachute. It went really slowly, and. Yeah, they, at the end, they were like, you know what? That looks like fun. I kind of want to do that myself. Well, now I can't make fun of the sequence as much. <laughs> it's got science behind it. But I'll, oh, I'll well. get a science question, though. Maybe this will help you. Because okay. I'm not really much of an outdoorsman, so I don't, I don't know the answer. But were there, are there really rafts where you just pull something and it inflates like that? Is that yeah, a real thing? Because they're always in sitcoms. You know, they open one in an elevator. They... <laughs> it seems counterintuitive, doesn't yeah. it? Yes, it is. That's exactly what watching a sitcom. <laughs> But I've never, ever, like, I've never actually seen one in real life. Do they really do that? Yeah, that, uh, it, if you're if you're ever on a plane, right down the middle of uh, 757s, for example, the life rafts are in the ceiling. You can pull them down. Do not inflate them indoors. But <laughs> you push, pushing them out, they even have ones that have triggers that when it touches water, uh, things will happen. Uh, you, it'll turn on a radio and inflate. Uh, but yeah, there's they're basically just uh, gas canisters that are inside that will inflate it in a matter of seconds. Not. You know, not instantaneously because you, you've got a, a, a large volume to fill up, but in a, in a couple uh-huh. of seconds it'll it'll fill up the the raft. The um, uh, a lot of the slides that are on uh, on aircraft when you have to do an emergency exit when they un when they're activated they'll inflate almost immediately so that you hmm. can you can ride okay. down. Uh, and this would have been I, technology I, in 1935 that they could have done as well. Yeah, I mean it's a. a it's it's basically it's a it's a high pressure canister inside of a raft and if you pull the you're it's like pulling a cork that you're letting all the air out so uh think think of uh, jaws with uh, <laughs> with Roy Scheider shooting the it doesn't not as explosively but it'll just come out you know it'll come up rather yeah. rap, rapidly uh-huh. it's like knocking knocking the top off of a uh, an LP tank you you can release a lot of air in a confined space rather quickly Damn it, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that they were going to be fine when I heard the uh, Indiana Jones theme. Oh, and it's like uh, a really great, upbeat, kind of whimsical yeah. version of it. I love it. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I was like, oh, they're going to live. <laughs> Once they get back in the major key, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like the Bugs Bunny air break. <laughs> yeah, and those little wind chimes, they come up like, oh, there we are. Yeah. <laughs> And we did, we did talk about how Willie kind of famously, how Kate Capshaw didn't know how to scream before this movie. And I, I love that she screams all the way down. Like she screamed, but she stops every once in a while to take a breath and then just starts screaming again. <laughs> I'm surprised they, uh, they didn't just edit that together to be one continuous scream. <laughs> Do we know uh, if that's even her? I'm assuming it's her. I don't know. Yeah, it it seems like you know her yeah. scream by now. Yeah, I don't think Ben Burns <laughs> like that, so... I, the one thing that really bothers me, the very last two seconds of this, when we when we cut from the, the large fall, which still looks like a bunch of dummies in a miniature, which it's supposed uh, to be, yeah. but they go to the full size. I'm assuming that it's the full size and they're up on top of the they're up on top of the ski uh the ski slope there. Uh-huh. And it just looks like a bunch of store mannequins stuck in a in a life raft. They don't they don't move like people do. They're just kind of like upright. They look like crash test dummies going down a hill. Uh-huh. And even though it's only like for a, a second or two, that's it instantly pops out. Is I, I don't know if it's just we're so used to seeing more realism in our uh, CGI lately, but that that floor effect just looks horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to say, you know, watching this, uh, you know, when the, I, I was totally sucked into the whole, oh my god, a raft. They could do that? That's actually an amazing idea. I mean, what are they going to do? I'd be looking at the chickens and be like, now, if I, how many chickens would it take? You know, and, and I was like, and then they get out on the raft. And, and 
for whatever reason, I completely believe it. I mean, as much as I I, I knocked a movie in other places, I'm like, <laughs> right. eh, I could see that the raft's inflating, and now it's like floating down like a feather. You know, it's really incredible that I only just noticed as I'm watching it again now is that's that shot's pretty incredible. It starts with, I guess, the camera's down on the ground, of course, but they're, they're the the plane is flying over, and in one continuous shot, the plane flies over. The, the raft full of dummies falls out, and they follow it all the way down until it hits. Yeah, it's a beautiful all shot. All in one shot. That's kind yeah. of well, incredible. I thought I read somewhere that they that was a one-take shot. Like, they really did so. that, and they really did it. I, I was yeah. assuming that it was like a model yeah. that they were they held, they held up with a helicopter, and that they, you know, they, they kicked it off at the beginning. The first time we see the, uh, the, the raft is already outside the ship, so they just needed something to eject the raft. And then they filmed it at a slower speed, but that looks like real sky. It um, really does, and it looks like. But you see it come out of the plane, though. It's like, yeah. I, I think that may have been. I think they may have really filmed that. I'm gonna have to look that up. <laughs> I think they really yeah, shot impressive. that like that, and they did. And they had one chance to do it, and they yeah. filmed it, and then they did it. Yeah, I'm just amazed that they kept the like. I would think that the normal thing to do, the heaviest part of the of the falling object would be the mannequins inside. So yeah. I, would, I would have thought the first thing it would have done was flip over and keep them yeah. like a keel that would, it would hold on the bottom side of the, uh, of the, you know, of, of how they were falling. So that it would kind of like point the natural tendency of it would not be to open up and stay upright. It would be kind of like to slide so that the wind was blowing on either side of it as it yeah. was going sideways. And that was the that was the the MythBusters like they did get it to work, but they said that their their biggest problem was I think it flew, the first time they tried it the raft actually flipped over, and so it was like you had it was hard to keep control of the raft. Well, I wonder if you were in there as a you know as a human or a couple of humans if you could if you knew that that was about to happen I wonder if you could like adjust yourself and like distribute your weight in such a way that you're like oh, push on the part that's floating up you know like you know keep it all kind of level <laughs> yeah, yeah. just like riding a surfboard yeah 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 what's yeah. interesting is is you know the other people jumping out of the plane other than the pilot and indy don't really entirely know or are prepared for what's going to happen like the one pilot you know pushes the co-pilot out <laughs> yeah. the dastardly chortle guy and then Indy doesn't really explain, you know, to Short Round or Willie what the hell's going to happen. Like, not even quickly. He goes, hang on. <laughs> and that's it. You kind of be like, all right, look, this is our only chance. You're going to have to hold on really tight, and I'm going to jump out and inflate the raft. <laughs> but that's what's <laughs> happening. And and yeah. poor Willie, like, she's, I mean, she was basically taken hostage. This She's taken this whole trip against her will, <laughs> right. and he doesn't even tell her. <laughs> she's just like, fortunately, she grabs on. Yeah. 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 Now, would you, it, considering if you don't know how to fly a plane, would you go with the raft or would you try to, would you attempt to try to land on that ski slope? You know, just start trying to figure out how to, how to work the plane. Mm. Yeah. That's a, that's I, a I, good I, question. Yeah. Well, Mark was sort of asking uh, a couple minutes ago, like if, if he had the forethought to like just sit there and try to fly the plane in some way, could he have, you know, could it have glided long enough for them to do any kind of actual landing? Yeah, I would think. I mean, it's 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 slowly falling out of the sky. It's not gonna it's not gonna maintain altitude because it doesn't have it requires power to stay up. 
But I was mm-hmm. thinking if it's drop, it does seem to be dropping pretty quickly though. But I think that's because nobody's hanging onto the yoke. There's nobody yeah. pulling it up, mm-hmm. and it's probably just starting to go into a nosedive. So I would think that you'd at least be able to work it. I mean, this looks like an open f- snow field, so I would think that you could just bank it and try to aim for the field. Of course, you might hit yeah. all those rocks and uh, do what's coming. Well, I think that that may have been that may have been the purpose of that five-second music swelling, willy pointing and screaming shot. It's like, no, we could hit a tippy top peak. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I don't. It, it, but I apparently, mean, that's, that's why fine. they threw that in there. Yeah. <laughs> they can go ahead and hit the peak, and it, it's, it's, <laughs> apparently it's that's fine. They had to be. They had to be pretty good though, because the raft would also be moving it. 80 miles an hour, 80 knots in a forward yeah. direction. Like that took some skill to land. It looks like it's breaking pretty rapidly though as it's falling out of the sky. I would think it's it's mm-hmm. getting a lot of air blowing against it and it's falling for 15 seconds. I don't know what the terminal velocity is on a on a life raft, but uh, <laughs> is it is it really 15 seconds? Yeah, yeah, they from the time from the time they leave the door until the time they hit the snowbank, that's 15 seconds. Wow. I'm actually going to try to scream for 15 seconds. <laughs> well, if you take a breath periodically, you can do it. <laughs> Lastly, what, you know, Indy actually says, Shorty, grab our stuff. Yeah. What's their stuff? The whip it's hat. Indy's, whip. Yeah, Indy's outfit. Uh, what, no, 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 he's wearing the hat. Yeah. Now, the whip, the whip, I think, is actually hanging up. And he doesn't have a pistol, right? The pistol got kicked away back in right. the, the the showroom there. Yeah, I think the whip is hanging. So I'm just wondering. So does he? I don't know if he has his like archaeology satchel on, or the the term papers. I think he does. Yeah, but yeah, yeah did they bring any? Did they have luggage or anything when they got to the plane? Yeah, short round had like a little suitcase that uh, Weber handed him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I'm that was just... a, that was a change of clothes. Yeah, that, that had the cos- but it might have like the like Indy's pajamas or you know whatever else. Yeah, his toothbrush. Well, I'm just wondering what his stuff like. What's their stuff? Herbal essence shampoo in the back. <laughs> yeah, he's got to look his best. Yeah, because Willie's wearing his his nightclub clothes or his you know right. at least the jacket. Yeah, yeah. Now, was she wearing shoes when she went out the door? I, d- I know if she was wearing her uh, the heels from. Uh... Yeah, she she had them on. Okay. She was sleeping with him on. Yeah, so she's she jumped into she jumped into a rubber light inflatable life raft with stiletto <laughs> heels. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Willie. Yeah. It's a good thing they brought her along. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is uh, you know I know Tom didn't like it. Tom's movie ended a minute ago, but I think this is the moment. That, <laughs> this is the moment where my movie ends. I, I enjoyed. Uh, thanks for having me for the, the closing credits of of Temple. Of <laughs> this is it's all downhill from here, literally. And uh, yeah, I, I I regret that the movie didn't go like this for the rest of the movie. I would have enjoyed. You know, they could have done some serious stuff. That's fine. This is kind of like a second, um, Hovito's moment, but. You know, from here on in, everything that comes up is just agony and pain. You don't you <laughs> want to get away. There's no, like, they want, yeah, I know they want to get the magic rock and all that other jazz, but the only thing that you want for Indy, the only thing he wants to do is just to get out of there and get, you know, help these, um, these people that, you know, UNICEF hasn't been invented for yet. And they, they <laughs> it, it's like they just want to, they want to help these people and get out get out of there. Uh, I don't get any feeling that 
Jones has any kind of stake in this, like like he normally does with his yeah his, his larcenous self. Um, and you know he know he he well to start out with he knows that the rock doesn't belong to him, so it, it it's it's not going back to a museum somewhere, and he he's doing a good deed, which is fine, but. That's not Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones doesn't really. Indiana Jones kind of does good deeds by accident. He's not. Yeah. He's not a good person in general. I mean, we can have all. I'm sure you you've had other discussions about this, but right. He's not. He's not normally the good guy. He's the guy that wins, but not necessarily for the most wonderful of motives. And here he's turning into Albert Schweitzer of you know trying to trying to be nice to an entire village. I don't. I, I don't get that from Indiana Jones. So this is where this is where Indy goes away. I mean, he just, uh, you know, he, he just was dealing with a guy, a dead man's ashes to see what he could get for it. So mm-hmm. that's, that's the, that's the Indy that we all know and love. So, yeah, uh, I guess that's a good point. I think they say it twice in the movie and I never understand what they mean. He says fortune and glory. People quote that all the time. And I can't wait to get to that minute because yeah, I have the same question. I don't, I don't, it, it's, I don't know what to, what, fortune and glory, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get it either. You're like yeah. we're, the fortune and glory in 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 this movie. I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, even like, like when he says it, I don't know what he's referring to, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, even yeah, even when he says it. Yeah, I I eagerly await finding out where that is. But I, yeah, this is. <laughs> Thank you for leaving me here at this. <laughs> yeah, this worked out pretty well. <laughs> I, I enjoyed. I've enjoyed the movie so far. It's great, and I, I wish you all the best in, in your future endeavors. But uh, remember us. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it, would make, it would make a very simple. Oh, just sorry, just one, one last thing. The last second of this movie would make a very simple. Yeah, if you remember the old paint by numbers days, this would be a really simple <laughs> paint by numbers. It's like the give me one yellow and a burnt sienna and a raw umber. And then just leave yeah. the rest of the page blank. It's just very uh, there you go. stark. Well, uh, Jim, if people wanted to do some paint by numbers over on your website, can you tell people where they could do that? Sure. You can join us at the uh, Airport Minute at airportminute.com. We've got a whole bunch of episodes. Uh, I'm not sure when this particular episode is coming up, but I'm assuming we're in 2017 right now. We've got another uh, podcast coming up, or maybe out by the time you're listening to this. If you go to the Rocketeer or rocketeerminute.com, we have a new uh, we have a new show based on the movie The Rocketeer, a 1991 uh, Walt Disney movie. So if you want to talk about uh, Howard Hughes' jetpack and uh, Jennifer Connelly, maybe not in that order, but uh, <laughs> we, we will be chatting about The Rocketeer with uh, uh, my new co-host uh, for The Rocketeer is a fellow named Hal Bryant, who heads the uh, Experimental Aircraft Association's uh, uh, social media and things like that he's the editor-in-chief of uh, the eaa so uh, join us over there if you want to talk a whole lot more about aeronautics awesome yeah definitely and tom if people would like to learn a whole lot more about indiana jones where else could they join us they could join us at uh, indianajonesminute.com and they could find us on uh, Facebook at uh, Indiana Jones Minute and the Listener's Crusade. You can join the conversation there and all the goofishness we get up to. And you can find us on Twitter, Indiana Jones Min, and we're on iTunes and Google Play and all the other places where you, probably where you went to find this. You're listening to this now. You found us somewhere. How was it? yeah and if if you remember where you found us this time uh you can find us right here again tomorrow for minute 19 of the indiana jones minute we're not thinking we're crashing 
We're not sinking, we're crashing. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> 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 <laugh